0: Hello and welcome to another episode of 177 Nations of Tasmania. So what do you think of when you hear the name Finland? Perhaps you think of a far off northern land of dark forests and lakes, of snow and Santa Claus. But Finland is of course the home of the sauna, the mobile phone and angry birds. And of course, it's also well known for its world-class education system. So what is a person from this interesting, innovative country doing so far away from home in Tasmania? So I'm here with Anna to find out all about that.
1: I was born in Helsinki in, in the capital city, but before I started school, we moved to a really rural place. It's one hour from Helsinki, so still in southern Finland. But uh, my school, for example, in my class, we had only four people. All right. Yeah, so it was a very, very small place to grow up. And my close neighbor was one kilometer away from our house.
0: Wow. So what was it like to be at a school with so few students?
1: It was good. Uh, I mean, the whole school had maybe 21 students at the time for the sixth grades. So we did lots of things together maybe academically it wasn't the best for the because if it was a nice day we just spent the whole day outside playing and (laughs) and it was quite a free environment in that sense but but it was really good and it was it was nice that everybody was looking after each other and and everybody was playing together even the, the small and the big
0: i get the impression that in the nordic nordic countries people are community is quite important
1: that's funny that you say it, because I would say that here I have more sense of community. Okay. I mean, obviously there you have your own groups. I mean, yes, you have your uh, the place that you live, you, you do things together and all that. But I would say that here between the neighbors, we have much more in common here than in Finland. In Finland, the Finnish people maybe at least like stereotypically tend to keep to themselves and not really, especially in the cities. Yep. so that you don't probably even know your neighbors.
0: I, I know I've heard the stereotype of mm. Finns is they're quite, quite quiet yes. and intro, introverted, <laughs> yes. even compared to other Scandinavians. Definitely, yes. Yep. And do you think that's to do with the, the, the climate and the nature of the country?
1: Yeah, maybe. Maybe you can see it's the winter is very dark and long and cold. The coldest doesn't bother me, but it's very dark, so you don't want to really too much things at that time and then you can see when it's getting spring and summer and you see the light again and people are starting to cheer up so so you see a big difference
0: so Um, when you're when you were a sort of child at school how do you what do people do at that time of year
1: um i had lots of hobbies really i was playing lots of violin and clarinet and all the other things i was quite active in those things and then at home we just played outside because it's really nice in when it's real winter and when there is snow, there is lots to do outside too. So it's only the autumn and spring that are a bit more difficult. And I was always outside, I think.
0: Yeah, <laughs> because I I get the impression that in the northern countries, that in the the winter people do spend a lot more time outside than yeah. we do. In, here in winter, the attitude is everyone just stays inside, even though our winter is nowhere near as cold.
1: Yeah, it's not about the coldness, I guess. Uh, The cold is fine. You just have to put more clothes. Yeah. I guess it's more like when it's wet and uh, slippery and dangerous because of that. That's the the worst time of the year. But also in Finland, all the kids, like even in the daycare, they have to have these uh, really good overalls for the wet. So they just put that on and they go outside anyway. They're like, they go every day outside. And in school, too, like the classes in school, they are 45 minutes and then you have 15 minutes break and you need to go outside every time, no matter the weather. I think there is the limit, like if it's minus 25, then you don't need to go outside. But otherwise, always, you know, I was once once it was snowing so much that we couldn't open our front door and I got to school late because of that. And my teacher was like, that's not an
0: excuse. Oh, really? That's pretty hard. Were you at that small school for all your school? No,
1: uh, then, well, obviously then financially they thought that that was not a really good idea to have that small school. So they closed it and we moved to a next school that was a bit bigger. So it had 60 students for the whole sixth grade. Mm -hmm. So then I had more like 15 classmates, which was nice because I also had some girls girls in my class.
0: So what, what was your experience like going to school in?
1: I think, uh, well, now my son is here in school and I think they're doing lots of good things there. So I don't really know uh, what, like how to compare because they are different systems. But I think what's good in, in Finland is that all the teachers, they have masters in education mm-hmm. and it's really hard to get into those universities that, to become a teacher. So they are really selective selected already at that point. So even like you can be, anywhere in remote area and you have equally good school at, that you have in the center of Helsinki. So it doesn't matter where you live, you should have the same standards for the school. Like here, I have noticed that people are really shopping with the schools and there are private yeah. schools and public schools. In Finland, we don't really have private schools, so everybody goes to the same. It doesn't matter uh, who you are, you go to the nearest school. I think in Finland they try to more emphasize their own thinking and the development of your own like uh, ability of like deduct things or apply. Okay. It's not that much like remembering things that the teacher says but it's more like researching yourself and finding out and yeah. like even when I was in school that was a long time ago but <laughs> even then it started that we had to make like lots of research by ourselves and presentations and
0: okay. well yeah. not
1: presentations like in here. I would say like a, like a research papers kind of things.
0: Yeah, so there was a focus on independent, yeah, l- independent learning and yes, and, ex- and you
1: have to take your own responsibility. It's not like it's not the responsibility of, of the teacher if you don't okay. learn. It's your and not your parents. You. I think the independence it's quite i don't know if it's probably it's a cultural thing that in Mm -hmm. finland we really appreciate the independence from the young age and maybe in some cases even too much but Mm -hmm. but it's like the kids the school starts late so when you are seven you go to school not before but but then you are expected to walk yourself to the school you're expected to come back from school yourself and spend the day by yourself or with your friends or whatever you want until your parents come back home so it's not like here that the parents need to go there and pick up I guess that teaches you also to take care of
0: yourself in winter for example you, you kind of have to get through the snow yeah yourself. I mean
1: there are the cars have, have already cleaned everything but yeah, yeah. you just walk
0: but through. I mean you're not reliant on your parents to no, no no no
1: no and actually um, I think it's discouraged so that the parents are not supposed to go to get the kids from the school because it's dangerous for those kids who are walking because if there are too many cars then it's not good
0: yeah right so yeah. it's
1: like a safety issue as well and I, I think there was a study maybe in sweden that those kids who had to walk themselves to school did better in school because they were already mm. like more awake and more independent or something so yeah. it's also like i think it's a good thing yeah, if it's safe, of course.
0: So, when you were, like, for example, at high school, getting a bit older, did mm-hmm. you have any sort of idea of what, what you wanted to do in the future?
1: Uh, I went to high school in Helsinki, back to Helsinki, because I, at that time, as all the teenagers, they want to, <laughs> go from there because I was living in a really small place, so mm-hmm. I wanted to go somewhere else. So I went to Helsinki, to a high school that was emphasizing music, mm-hmm. and maybe when i started the high school i was thinking that yeah i love music and that's the only thing i'm i care Mm -hmm. so maybe a career but then i had a really good mathematics teacher in the high school so then i got into mathematics and physics and then yeah then i decided to become an engineer
0: well kind of mathematics and music are often connected aren't they
1: yeah they are i think because from my class everybody was either a musician or a dancer, and most of them started their career as an engineer or a scientist or something. So of those who didn't become a professional musician, of course.
0: And what kind of engineering did you study?
1: Uh, physics.
0: Oh, but I mean what what area of engineering?
1: So it it was called technical physics and mathematics.
0: But then what profession does that lead to? Uh,
1: Ah, yeah, that's a good question. Well, in Finland, then when I, uh, well, before graduating already, I started working at the Technical Research Center of Finland. Mm -hmm. And I started working with fire modeling. So, yeah, like uh, structural fire modeling and simulations.
0: So fire in in what what sense? Because if you say fire yeah. here, people will think of bushfires. Yeah, things. exactly.
1: That's why I said structural. So like more like buildings and materials.
0: Okay. How fire how fire yeah. affects them? Yeah.
1: Like calculate like the mathematical parts come from the simulation. So like how how we can model different materials so that okay. we can simulate them in the larger scale and see how they how they, they ber- progress or
0: okay. So how yeah. they how they burn and where the fire. Or, Will, is likely to for
1: example yeah and then you can of course add like uh, how I could suppress this fire or something
0: yeah and did you end up working in that area in Finland
1: yes I worked over 10 years at that research center okay. in Finland yes before moving here
0: mentioned music yeah and i know you're still involved in music so how did you keep up your did you keep up your music at the same time as you were studying
1: yes uh, not i mean i'm not a professional far from it but (laughs) i i joined the student orchestra that was the symphonic orchestra of the technical university of of helsinki at that time and it was really good because it was a it was fun because there were lots of like people of my age and in the same situation and studying also engineering, but it was really good. I, I think the level was really high, so mm-hmm. I had to like keep up with that. So it was really good for me and I enjoyed it a lot. And then at the same time, because I said that I come from this small place in Finland, but that village had a really, really active cultural life as well, surprisingly active. So yeah. Um, there I had also lots of opportunities. Like I have been playing in diff- different bands and different things so much that it's it's really great. <laughs> like yeah. I was able to continue that.
0: Because from, from what I understand, or well, the little I know about Finland mm. is that there is a really strong musical tradition, especially with singing.
1: I mean, yeah, everybody sings in the choirs, I think. <laughs> like yeah. uh, from young age to old age. Yeah, every village has a choir, I guess. <laughs>
0: You said that each village sort of has their own choir. So how, how does that, like what what do they do? How does that affect the culture of the village? Is it, is it sort of a central thing or is it just something that people do as a kind of a hobby?
1: Yeah, it's a hobby. And there are many of those. Uh, maybe I shouldn't say that each village has their own choir because they can have many. Like they can have the old men choir and then they can have the kids choir and then they can have the church choir. So there are many different groups. So it's not like one big thing that everybody joins but it's more yeah. like uh yeah. whatever you prefer and then uh, i was not just now thinking that also many villages or towns in finland they have also this thing called summer theaters so that is okay. like all this uh I, I i never joined but it's quite fun fun tradition because there are like all these people who just love doing like musicals or whatever they are not professionals at all but they just get up and then they make this play Mm-hmm. that is shown for during the summer and then there is lots of music and it's fun i mean it's like i don't know what are the standards but it's fun <laughs> because you know all the people who are there and, and it's fun to go to see i still go to see it some-
0: coming from a small town mm-hmm. small place to helsinki was it difficult to make the transition was there kind of a bit of a a culture shock or is it fairly smooth?
1: I mean, it's not that far away. The place that I lived, it was just one hour away. So we had been visiting many times and also my grandma lived in Helsinki. So okay. we had been a lot. And then, yeah, a bit maybe I was really scared for the cars. <laughs> we didn't have any <laughs> traffic lights in, in my town. So, okay. you know, that was a new thing for me. But, but yeah, it was fun. I mean, when you are 16, you think that the world is... In my town, everybody knew each other, and you would know who is his father and who is his brother or whatever. So, like, people are maybe looking after you. In Helsinki, nobody knows you and nobody cares. But on the other hand, it was nice too because you could, like, I could reinvent myself too.
0: Why did you come to Tasmania?
1: The first time we came to Tasmania for holidays, my mom lives in Queensland, so we came to visit her and we were uh, traveling around Australia for a month. And then as part of that tour, we also came to Tasmania for one week. And we, uh, when we came here, we thought like, oh wow, this place is really beautiful and this looks like a place that we could live. But we didn't have any plans at that moment. And yeah. then... Then a year later, my husband was op- offered a job out of a blue in Tasmania. And we said, like, yeah, let's do it.
0: What was the job that your husband got He's
1: in? He's working at the university uh, in the physics department. He's now a half-time lecturer, half-time uh, researcher. So I was just here for five days for holidays. holiday. So obviously, I just saw just a beautiful landscape and a couple of main attractions. But uh, yeah, I like the feeling of Hobart. I thought that that's a good size of a city, not too big, not too small. Obviously when you come for holidays, you don't see the traffic jams or, <laughs> or other things, but yeah, it was good. We enjoyed and we, we met the people we met. We d- didn't meet that much people, but everybody was super nice. And we felt like uh, this is a good place.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then when we moved here, the first thing I guess I noticed that people are really, really nice. So Mm -hmm. that didn't change. It was really easy to get involved in things. Like just two weeks maybe after I moved here, somebody invited me to play in the orchestra. Mm -hmm. I didn't have my violin here, so they just arranged it to me. And I was like, be there at that time. I was like, okay, I'll be there. And, And that's like really nice how the things work out sometimes. Here, I think in Finland, people are more like stuck to their own ways. Like they are not as flexible as here probably. Then the other side of the... The same coin probably is that it's it was really difficult to find some kind of house that would be insulated and mm-hmm. it was difficult to fi- get the internet working in our house because no matter how many times we called they always got it wrong like little things that maybe in finland would then work with the press of a button yeah and here you had to go like 10 times we started to meet people and and it was really nice i remember like maybe Maybe we had been here a couple of weeks, and mm-hmm. we went to the market, and I already knew people there. Yeah. We like what? <laughs> How is this possible? Once, once we went hiking, just one day, and we bumped into this one family. I we just ex- exchanged a couple of words, just saying like, "Where are you from? I'm from Finland." They were from Slovenia, and the next day, the very next day, that same lady came to my orchestra rehearsal as a singer. So I was like, "Okay, hello." Yeah, wow. And now we are friends, so it's really. Yeah. Funny how you meet people.
0: Yeah, well, I guess that's a good aspect of. Yeah, it is yes, um, I I like it. Yeah, if you have lived here for a longer time, though, it can be a bit. Uh, <laughs> can sometimes get a bit feel like claustrophobic. <laughs> yeah,
1: in Finland, it's easy to avoid people because it's really like, you can be very isolated if you want to.
0: What's what sort of maybe been the most uh, challenging thing or some of the most challenging things about settling, settling down in Tasmania apart from the internet?
1: Like it may be difficult because people here know each other very well and long time. So sometimes it may be difficult to go between. Say that there is a mother's group from uh, school and they all know each other because they all went to the same school or whatever. Yeah. And then it's really difficult to come as a new person. Maybe I mean they are super friendly. I'm not saying that they are like unfriendly or anything. But but it's difficult to like make real friends maybe with the people who are from here. And also the maybe my job uh, is not as easy to do here as it was in Finland because of course Tasmania is a small place, so there are not as many opportunities. So that has been a bit challenging.
0: So you're you're working here in your profession?
1: Uh I'm working at the university as a lecturer, okay. but not really as a researcher.
0: Okay. <laughs> yeah. Is that full time position?
1: No, part time. Yep. So and yeah. it's like always uh I have to renew it every yeah. It's like uh I have lots of people that I know and lots of people that I like to chat with, but I don't have like much like deeper connection with many people so so it's like it's more like a small talk level yeah connection <laughs>
0: people here for example when they say how are you mm. it's not a really serious no <laughs> question it's more like a greeting and they're not really that interested but in other cultures it is yeah, what's it, what's it like in finland
1: Yeah, definitely. So if you would ask me in Finland, how are you? I would start to explaining you like, yeah, so, you know, I was sleeping a bit badly and then this happened and this is the other thing. So there we are more like maybe, I don't know, like fact based talking, like (laughs) talking about the topic. Like if you have something to say, say it, but otherwise don't bother. And it's it's not because we are rude or like unpolite. It's like more, it's considered polite there to not to bother people if you don't have anything real to say, I guess.
0: Personally, I really like that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because I find it. Maybe my my temperament is better suited to somewhere like Finland than, yeah. than
1: here. But I can I can also understand the other side because it makes me feel good if somebody is asking me how I am. Yeah, I, it still makes me happy. Like oh, thanks for asking. Like it makes me happy. Although I know that it's just uh, just uh, like uh, to be polite, but still. Yeah, I have noticed that here I'm way too blunt. I have been working as a project manager sometimes Mm -hmm. and I write first I write my email like hello could you please do this cheers then I realized that I had to start like hello how are you I hope you had a great weekend and then go to the topic and I still do it sometimes when I pump to some person that I have something to ask it's just like hello I had to ask you one thing and then they're like and it's it's nice because I understand that that's how the society work here so that's that's perfectly fine. It's just like sometimes I I like to know like if you have something to say, please say it because otherwise I don't know what you mean. I really yeah. don't understand the hidden meanings.
0: Yeah, sometimes those kind of things are about assumed cultural understanding, mm. and if you're not from, yeah, you don't have those those connections. Yes. <laughs> it's not just about language, mm. as as you say. We went over to Finland. We probably have the same.
1: Yeah. Probably would think that everybody is super rude. And, <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, and
1: yeah, even even with my husband, who is not from Finland. So it's like, uh, in Finland, it's really impolite to interrupt anybody if you are mm-hmm. talking. So you wait that the other person stops and then you say your things. In Catalonia, it's like the opposite. You are supposed to speak over the other person. Otherwise, they think that you are not interested. Oh, okay. so, <laughs> so there I'm just waiting until the other person stops and they never stop. So it's like...
0: Yeah. Right. Then
1: I realized that maybe I need to speak at some point because otherwise
0: that's really interesting. So that's yeah. why that's maybe why people think fin, Finns are so introverted. Yeah,
1: I mean that's probably true. They are also introvert. They enjoy being alone. Actually, I think they have been enjoying this uh, isolation time now. Yeah. <laughs> very much.
0: Yes. But from what I know, Finland's done quite well in regards to yeah,
1: because it's like culturally very easy to be isolated and and they're actually quite happy with that. So. Yeah, well, one thing is that here people like to ring to each other a lot. Like everything you want to clear, you have to call with your phone. Mm
0: -hmm. In Finland,
1: nobody calls to anybody. You always text or you use the internet app or whatever, but you don't ever call. Like unless it's like an old person who wants to clear out something.
0: Okay, well that sort of fits with the whole introvert mentality.
1: It does, Yeah. And here I have been struggling because I'm not used to calling people and I'm always freaking out when I have to make the phone call, but now I'm getting used to it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe other cultural thing. Well, of course, in school you have to prepare the lunch boxes, which is re- really weird for me because in Finland you get the lunch from school.
0: Okay, yeah.
1: And sandwich is not the lunch in Finland. <laughs> that would be your afternoon snack or something. Okay. You would get like a real warm meal in school. And then, yeah, everybody's driving a lot here, I guess. I mean, I understand the distances are so far, but even in Hobart, like, it's very small, like, and we try to bike and run and <laughs> do things, but it's sometimes a bit dangerous because there are so many cars. Has
0: there anything that's, um maybe been surprising or or that you hadn't thought of?
1: Well, I guess the sense of community I hadn't thought of. Like I knew that Australians are much more like open than Finnish, but I guess I was a bit surprised in a positive way, how easy it's to meet people.
0: Mm -hmm. As
1: I said before, that you always pump up to people that you have just met and all that. And it's, I guess, in good and bad, like you need to know people to get into places, but when you know the people, it's easy.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think that's a, quite an important thing to know about Tasmania yeah. is that a lot of things work on the basis of informal yes. relationships.
1: I know this because, yeah, when I came here and I started to look for a job, uh, not until I like made the first connection I could find anything. So it's not like in Finland you would be based on your CV. This person knows this and this and this. Here it's more like, who do you know?
0: Ab- yeah, absolutely. Because most of the employers are small and don't have time to look at 100 CVs. Yes.
1: I have noticed that. And I guess that's also the cultural uh, difference that I had to realize. Because in Finland, yeah. I wouldn't dare to use my connections because I would feel that I'm cheating or something. My okay. Of course, somebody could ta- tell me that there is this opportunity. But if I would like go there and mention, like, by the way, I know this person here. I would feel like I'm trying to get in the wrong way. Okay. And here it's the opposite. Here you have to do it because... And that's why maybe in the beginning I was too shy to talk to people about that.
0: Have you noticed much difference in the kind of activities that kids Mm -hmm. would do at school here compared to Finland?
1: Uh, It's hard because my son is just in prep, so it's not yet like a real studying. I I mean, it's real studying, but, you know, like it's still the early years, I guess. And in Finland you wouldn't start until much later because when we start at seven maybe it's more like school like then that you start learning like you have these subjects and then you are learning all the time and they're here i think they are mostly playing Mm
0: -hmm. and then
1: learning on the side which i think it's great it's really good for the imagination and creativity and all that and they are doing lots of crafting here Mm -hmm. and painting and they have so many supplies at school which is really really nice I think they are really encouraging them to be like creative and making lots of art. So I, I like that. It's hard to say because I haven't been in school in Finland now. Maybe it's different <laughs> too when I was but there. I guess we had, well, we did lots of sport in school. Okay. Not only because that was the small school. I think in every school you have lots of sports.
0: What, what kind of sports are then popular in, at school in Finland?
1: Basically anything that you can play in a big group like football, soccer or the Finnish version of baseball or skiing or okay. skating.
0: What's the Finnish version of baseball? i never heard of this.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like baseball, but a bit different. Like it's just different rules, I guess. And the, the bat is a bit different, but it's okay. a good school sport because it's easy to get involved. Lots of kids.
0: What advice do you think you could give, say, to uh, another Finnish person who might be thinking of coming to Tasmania? What, what do you think would be important for them to know before coming here?
1: Have an open mind. Mm-hmm. Enjoy, because it's a beautiful island. And you can get to sauna in Bruny Island. Oh, I right. think that's the important
0: part. So maybe you could um, tell me a bit about the tradition of that because i know that there's particular uh traditional things you do for the sauna
1: i mean many cultures have saunas but i'm talking now about the finnish sauna so um there are different cultures obviously even in inside finland but traditionally i guess the families everybody has a sauna like even if you live in an apartment you have a sauna usually if not in your apartment but then at least the whole building has one sauna that you can book once a week or something okay so it's really important part of the like the, the culture my dad has two saunas, although he only uses one at the moment but and it's by the lake his sona and it's really beautiful you go there and yeah so traditionally like people families go together you spend their time you talk sometimes you go outside to have some fresh air if you have a lake you go to swim
0: mm-hmm. if it's
1: winter you may make a hole in the ice and make a go to dip in all oh, right yeah many people say that it's very healthy it's a bit cold for me, but but yeah, some I have done it a couple of times, and yeah, it feels really good afterwards. But yeah, it's not something that I would do just because.
0: <laughs> so the, so- the sauna is it's it's kind of a, a bit of a uh, social.
1: It's a social thing as well, r- and it's kind of a, like it's for washing because before people didn't have showers or baths, so they had the sauna. that yeah. was where you got got clean. and it's also like the social thing. So often people say that. Finns, Finnish male especially they don't talk but in sauna they talk
0: <laughs> Okay. so they
1: spend their hours and hours and they talk about life and so they open up there so it's a
0: yeah so it's a, it's sort of an important yes. cultural tradition tradition in a way
1: yeah and it's like also like all the swimming pools have saunas another cultural difference here because in Finland you would probably go to the swimming pool mainly for the sauna and the okay. spa but here it's more like swimming and yeah I don't know if you want maybe you don't want to have this in your podcast, but uh, I think it's good for the... It gives you a healthy image of, like, a different body types because in swimming pool you see, like, lots of different women in the same sauna, mm-hmm. and you don't get, like, weird ideas of you should look like somebody in, in Instagram or something. Okay. But here I think because I have been now going with my son to the swimming pool, and here everybody is really, like, shy, and they go to dress themselves in the... <laughs> in the different places and it's
0: so, yeah, people yeah, are, it's more, like, are more self conscious about their body. Yeah, maybe
1: I think it's like a it's a healthy thing to see different kind of people different ages because then it's like normal.